Investor Schooling is an education company located in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. Investor Schooling, the principals or their employees, are not licensed by any regulatory institution. Phil Falcone and Larry Steinhaus are not registered reps of any investment firm, nor do they sell any securities. Their advice is based on their experiences and the experiences of their students. They are not attorneys or accountants, and before using any of their advice, they suggest you check with your legal or tax professionals. To find out more, go to www.investorschooling.com. This show is previously recorded. Now, let's welcome Larry Steinhaus and Phil Falcone, your hosts for Investor Schooling Live. Good afternoon and welcome to Investor Schooling Live, coming to you from Investor Schooling Headquarters. I'm Phil Falcone here with my business partner, Larry Steinhouse. We are the founders of Investor Schooling. Get ready to learn real estate investing and stock option investing. Call us anytime during the show with your questions at 855-939-1137. That's 855-939-1137. That's right, we're a live program, so you can call us anytime during the show, and we will take your calls. Do not worry about what we're talking about, because we love to take your calls. Investor Schooling is located in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, serving the Philadelphia area in a real brick-and-mortar building. That's correct. We are local Philadelphia guys, accessible to our students a minimum of two nights per week. Learn this business... That's the business of real estate investing and stock option investing from people who live it every day. Larry, what's happening? Phil, I have to tell you, Phil, that uh, I'm pretty concerned about everything that's going on right now. Well, you know, I I'm concerned about some of the things going on. I mean, look, you know, we got a war going on in Israel again. I mean, how did that happen? Where did that come from? Well, we've, got, we've got gas prices going through the roof. We've got the economy that's about to tank. And wow, an inflation that's insane. We, it's funny, we tend to go into the politics arena because I, it really affects, it affects investments and affects the stock market and affects real estate. So we need to be aware of it. And that's why we talk about it often. By the way, it's interesting you mentioned that because I've put a few political questions in today's show. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Well, by the way, if you have any questions today, 855-939-1137, 855-939-1137. And uh, feel free to call us, talk to us about anything. You can talk to us about real estate. You can talk to us about the stock market. You can talk to us about politics. Well, you could talk to us about why, you know, Phil doesn't laugh at my jokes. That's easy because they're not funny. <laughs> All right, you want to hear some of the topics for today? Let's do it. What is the best way to get rich in the real estate business? I will be revealing that secret shortly. Explain what a value play is in commercial real estate. If you don't know what that is, you're going to want to hear it. What areas of the commercial real estate market are hot right now? We're going to talk about that. Does politics affect the stock market? Does politics affect the real estate market? Is the effect worse on one more than the other? Can you really buy houses with no money? We're also going to talk about the stock option sultan with our picks of the week. Now, if you don't know who the Stock Options Sultan is, he comes on at the end of the show and gives you information for which you can turn that information into real money next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You but can with make... no guarantees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, we have to That's not for that, the right? Stock Options Sultan to say no guarantees. Oh, is that it? Okay. But I can guarantee anything. 
You can because get, I'm not responsible for what the stock options yeah, but, but, says. You know, we went, we're on a show that you know we talk about investor schooling. We have to say that you know that you your your returns are not guaranteed. Uh, yeah, sure. That's up for the stock option sultan to say, not me. All right, I'll make sure that he I'm says just it. the co-host of the stock option sultan. Oh, but but we're the co-hosts of the show together. Uh, somebody emailed us a question this week too. It says, "Who really is the stock option sultan guy?" <laughs> a question came in. I don't know what wise guy asked that question, but he did. Right? So we'll have to answer that at some point. So do you you want to just go down the list or do you, you want to answer the stock option sultan thing first? Whatever you want to do. I don't care. Well, I don't want to I don't want to answer the stock option sultan. It's a mystery. It, nobody knows who he is. Okay. So why don't we just start Do you know the, who he is? Uh, well, I sure don't know who he is. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. Some people have said I, I you know, we're never in the same room together, but I don't know if that's true. Well, I don't know. All I can tell you is the guy's weird. That's all I can tell you. Oh, just just a little weird, right? Yeah, he's weird. All right. <laughs> all right. So let's get on with the questions. All right, let's get on to questions. What's the first one? What is the best way to get rich in the real estate business? When we asked this question last week, you know. Uh, this is an important question, so you can just answer it or not answer it. Well, I'm going to answer it, but I just want to know, didn't we discuss this last week? Your memory is kind of like mush. So what you think happened last week probably happened three months ago. That, that's very possible. Cause, yeah. Cause, uh, I've I, seen you yeah. at people's names. When people walk into the school, Larry says, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, but I do that with everybody. You do that because you don't know their names. Well, I do that when you walk in. And they're wearing name tags. <laughs> they're wearing name tags. That's why they wear name tags. I can remember their names. Shh. I didn't say that. I didn't say that on the air. Anybody heard me, did they? All right. All right. So what do you think is the best rich. way to get rich in a real estate business? So really, the whole concept of getting rich is to say, you know, they, they say save money, which is a silly thing to say. But the reality is you're saving money when you buy real estate and you start to pay off the mortgage and the and the houses go up in value so buy and hold is the absolute best way to get rich you're going to buy properties you're going to hold on to them and they're going to go up in value every single year and the truth detector says bingo ding 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 facebook's not going to fact check that let me tell you how easy it is to get rich in a real estate business you learn how to buy houses preferably learn how to buy them with none of your own money some of these strategies will work on certain kinds of deals and other times they won't. But you can buy real estate with none of your own money and you can buy it with your money. So you can do both. If you acquire real estate throughout your life, buy as many properties as you possibly can and try never to sell any of those properties if you can. That's not an easy thing to do because sometimes if you're a real estate investor and you need some money and you run into a bump in the road, you're going to have to either sell or refi one of your properties in order to get some money. So we understand that better than anybody because both of us have been living our lives in this manner, being professional investors. We for, play Monopoly every day for a living. Yeah, we do this for real. So, you know, if you want to know how to get rich, all you really have to do is buy as many houses as you possibly can and try to never sell any of them. And I promise you, you will end up being a decamillionaire. Yeah, but Phil, house prices are going up every single day. How can I buy houses now? Well, because maybe right now it is difficult to buy houses, but trust me, that won't last. But I don't even think it's. I don't think it's. It's difficult. I don't think it's impossible. I just. No, I it's think not difficult impossible. is the right word. It is. It is slightly more difficult right now because of the uh, current environment. But uh, I can assure you that over the next uh, year or so, things are going to change. 
and the opportunity to buy lots oh, of no real doubt. estate is going to no be doubt. available. That's true. Now, I'll give you the reasons why, if you want to hear them. I do want to hear them, actually. I think okay. I think it's a great conversation. Well, first of all, in a place like Philadelphia, where they have a moratorium on eviction, so people, some people who rent property in Philadelphia from a landlord, that landlord may not have been paid for a year and a half already, or close to it, a year and a half, okay? Figure from March to March is a year... And now we're in May, so, okay, maybe not a year and a half, but we're around a year and a quarter right now. He hasn't been paid. And that could continue again for another three months, another six months, who knows how long. So uh, what a ridiculous policy. Are not the tenants, and we all know that the tenants are constituents of the Philadelphia politicians. How about the landlords? Are they not constituents? Do they not have rights? Apparently they don't. Yeah, but there are more tenants than landlords, so there are more votes from tenants than there are from landlords. Yeah, okay, but there's still people trying to get ahead. Why would you want to punish people who are succeeding in life? Because well, politicians don't work that way. Right. And, well, and, and we already know that's the truth. The politicians yeah. work by their own their for their own good, their own their own needs. And if they get voted, they make money and they get to stay in office and have the cushy job that they do nothing. Well I think one of the reasons that they also did all these shutdowns to small businesses is because small businesses are not typically contributors to politicians, right? Big businesses. So if if the politicians can assist in crushing small business, then then maybe the only people who will be left is big business, and big business is always paying politicians. So that maybe that's their, their mindset behind it. But to the topic of eventually what I see is going to happen in the future— I can't tell you if it's going to be in six months or a year or a year and a half or two years. But eventually, the people who aren't paying for these properties for a year and a half, two years, the landlord's properties are going to be lost. It's going to go to foreclosure, and the banks are going to take them back. And these foreclosures, you're going to be able to do short sales on them. You're going to be able to take them over subject to. If you don't know these strategies, you need to get your butt to investor schooling. Investorschooling.com, 7 p.m. this Thursday night. I'm officially inviting you right now. This is a free class. Investorschooling.com, Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Get your butt to Investor Schooling, and we can promise you we'll teach you something about real estate on that evening. Okay. All right. Want to go to the next question? Let's go to the next question. Explain what a value play is in the commercial real estate industry. So it's interesting. I read that question earlier, and I really don't understand the question. What do you mean by a value play? Uh, well, uh, I read a book by a real estate investor, and it was he had a significant portion of his book applied to what he calls the value play. Okay. All right. So, for example, let's just say... Uh, the the a value play that I've done myself, I owned a seven unit what we call garden variety apartment building in Trenton, New Jersey, right next to the Delaware River. Now, uh, this seven unit building we call it a garden variety because it's kind of apartment building. When you walk in the front door, you walk down half a flight of steps or up half a flight of steps. All right. So the lower level isn't really the basement. The lower level is half under the ground okay but the windows are right at the ground level yeah i've seen okay. i've seen a lot of okay. units like that right exactly there's a lot of about. units sure. that were built like that in the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. and 80s and it's a very common design that really doesn't necessarily have to be changed it's pretty simple for an apartment building it works great and one of the problems i had with this apartment building when i bought it 
there was this massive oil burning heater in the unit and the landlord at the time I bought the building the landlord was paying for the heat the heat was included with your rent okay and what happened there was it was costing me almost $7,000 a year. I believe the actual number was $6,800 a year in oil costs just to heat the building, right? So what I did is a value play that I got from this book, which uh, was written by a guy named Steve Burgess, B-E-R-G-E-S. And Steve Burgess said, what you have to do with a building that... Um, you know, there's possibilities to make revisions to it and improve the bottom line. Here's what you do. So this heater was on the fritz. This thing was as big as a Volkswagen. It was huge. And um, I knew it was going to cost me like ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 just to replace the heater. So I did something really interesting. I ripped the heater out completely. Well, but then wouldn't the tenants be cold? Well, I did it in the summertime. And oh, what, okay. Well, that's good. Okay. And this unit had... Um, <laughs> This unit would use oil to heat up the uh, the water in the pipes and push the water throughout all the radiators in the building, right? I ripped out all the pipes. I ripped out the heater. I ripped out all of uh, the radiators, the old radiators that were in the building. I brought an electrician. So that was really just waste costs, throwing out the old heater and all the pipes and everything and all the radiators, just throwing it all out, right? Labor to remove it. That's all it cost me. Then what I did is I brought in an electrician to upgrade every electrical panel in all seven units. And they bumped it from, at the time it was built, they were like 60 amp units and I had them bumped up to like 150, right? Or 200. And then what I did is I put electric heaters, hydroponic electric heaters that have gel running through a pipe. And you turn these heaters on in each room. So there's one in the bathroom, one in the living room, one in the bedroom, one in the kitchen. That's it. Four of these heaters did not cost a lot of money. You could buy these things for maybe 500 bucks a piece, right? Had my electrician wired all up. I covered up all the drywall where the radiators were, where all the pipes were removed. And the beauty of all this, when I was finished, not only did I not have to buy a new heater, but now my tenants were paying the electric for the heat themselves. So I completely saved myself $6,800 in uh, a year in oil cost, plus I no longer have to pay for the heat. The tenants were paying for it. And not a, here's the interesting thing. Not a single tenant moved out of the building, and not a single tenant confronted me on the fact that I was paying the heat and now they're paying it. That's actually fascinating. I, I'm, I'm kind of amazed. The last part of that story, when you said that not one single tenant moved out, that's fascinating. And nobody confronted me either. And no one comp nobody, nobody com confronted me about it. Right? Well, you had one heater in the entire building, right? One big heater. That's all I had. So I actually wonder if they actually were very happy about this because now they can control the heat from their own unit. Well, maybe they were. Maybe they were. So it probably would be better. Nobody complained. So let me ask you something. So I removed all this stuff. The cost to fix up, to bring all the circuit panels to be upgraded and put in all the heaters and install all that stuff it was fifteen thousand dollars right yeah so i saved that money in two years yeah. i recouped all that money plus you added value to the building itself i mean big time the, the, the ease i mean if you separated the separated the the utilities it's clearly adding i, I mean it had to add 50 grand to the value of the building instantly and as a matter of fact, uh, I sold the building in 2018, if you remember, and mm -hmm. uh, I did get a number 
significantly higher than I paid for it. That's fantastic, man. That's awesome. Right. Yeah, so you're right. That is that is a really good play. Now, so now we have some people out there, they would say, well, you know, you Phil's rich. He could buy a building and he could upgrade heaters and stuff like that. How do you expect someone who's new at this business to go buy a building? First of all, was it a six unit? Is that right? Seven unit. It was a seven unit. What's that? A, 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 there were three studio apartments. No, 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 but it, I know a six unit is a hexaplex and a eight <laughs> unit is an octaplex. Oh, uh, I don't know. Is it what, a septuplex? What is is it? It? Yeah, something like I that. I think it's yeah, a septuplex. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, because you know, because you can't you can't call you can't call it a seven unit fill. You got to call it a septuplex. Anyway, so 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 anyway, so somebody buys a seven unit building, they got to buy a seven unit building, then they got to renovate it. How do you expect them to do that if they're a brand new investor? Okay, it's called common sense. So when you when I look at a building today, right, what I'm looking for is where there's waste. Waste, as in, I got this old jalopy of a heater that takes up enough space to put like a Volkswagen in the basement. By the way, when I took that heater out, I couldn't believe how much extra space I had. I, I, I picked up enough square footage. I could have made a, stu a small studio apartment. Wow. Now, it would have been illegal, so I didn't do it. But uh, it could have been another unit. It could have been, right? So, uh, but anyway, when I, when I look at a building today, what I'm looking for is potential value plays, things that don't make any sense especially things that the landlord is paying for. And I see this all the time, like in the mobile home park business. Uh, in, in the leases, it'll say the landlord pays the first $100 of electric. And my first question would be, why? Yeah, sure, why? Why do I pay the first 100 of the yeah. electric? And you can bet if I buy that mobile home park, those leases will be changed immediately because I will not honor that, okay? I'll simply, all, uh, 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 all mobile home parks typically are on month-to-month -month leases anyway. That's because true. these yeah, people yeah. are, let's just say, the kind of people that might roll out in the middle of the night. So by keeping them in month-to-month -month leases, it's uh, it gives the landlord some flexibility. But hold on, but I, but I think I think you misunderstood my question. My question is, you know, you have somebody who's a newbie. They have no money. They have maybe ten thousand dollars to their name, and you're now telling them to buy a seven-unit apartment building and also then renovate it. How can they do that if they only have ten thousand dollars to their name? Well, first of all. When I'm talking about commercial real estate, I'm not really talking to newbies. Well, I don't think okay. somebody should start buying an apartment building or a mobile home park or anything like uh, that. I, I, I think I, you should start buying something like a duplex and learning how to become a landlord. Okay, so they buy it, and that's true. That's one of the biggest things that we need to teach people is how to become a landlord. Because you, you, you know, you, you hear, you've heard these stories over and over again. This happened, and that happened, and that happened, and that happened. I don't care, whatever it is. If you're not, if you're not managing your tenants properly you're going to have problems and we're going to teach you how to manage your tenants properly too which i think is really important what we do at investor schooling is how to manage tenants uh we had a student come to me the other day and they said well this couple got into you know they're, they're in a they're moved in together for the first time three months ago by the way when a couple moves in together for the first time expect this text message or email from every single one of them uh i think me and my boyfriend are breaking up i need to get off the lease I'm going to tell you what the answer is to that. I'm really sorry to hear that. And if you don't want to renew it after tw after the 12 months is over, that's okay with me. Of course, a lease is a is a standing thing that has an expiration date, and you don't let anybody out of that. Right, and then the only other exception would be yes, if you find someone to replace you who qualifies. So sometimes they may say, hey, you know, well, you know, the the guy that the the guy was cheating on me and his new girlfriend's going to move in. Well, if she has credit as good as yours and she makes as much money as you, we could sign a new lease ex with her on it. I have no problem with that. But until then, I'm not 
releasing you from the lease. And that's an important thing to do is not release people from their leases unless you have someone to replace them and make them find it. But the, the, so tenant management, very, very, very important. What do you think, Bill? Of course. Of course it is. Yeah. By the way, if you have any questions about tenant management or anything about buying apartment buildings or anything like that, 855-939-1137, 855-939-1137. In fact, if you have a story out there, if you're if you're a landlord and have a story and you want to talk about it, maybe we could tell you how you could have handled it better. 855-939-1137. We'd love to talk about that. That's actually one of my favorite topics is tenant management because in 38 years... In 38 years, I've had two evictions, Phil, and you want to know why I had two evictions? Because I wasn't managing those two properties. Interesting. My property manager was managing those properties, and he has he does things a little bit differently than I do. And at the same time, I let him do his thing because that's his thing. But I don't have I don't have problems with tenants paying or not paying. All right, you want to go to the next question? Let's do it. What areas of commercial real estate are hot right now? Uh, what areas of commercial real estate are hot right now? I, I honestly don't know, but I know what you should be investing in. Well, I'll tell you that uh, I haven't experienced this personally, but I've heard from some brokers that apartment buildings are on fire right now. You know, actually, come to think of it, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion about apartment buildings right now. Well, look, anytime the economy is in trouble. And I think a lot of people right now are concerned about inflation, about no gas, about rising taxes, about insane expenditures. Uh, just uh, six trillion, that's all. Not a lot, just six trillion. Um, <laughs> uh, I, a lot of people are concerned about the economy right now. And affordable housing is always going to be something that people are going to need if the economy goes sour. Yeah, I have to agree. They're definitely affordable, but that's your thing. That's what you want to do now. You want to get, you're getting into affordable housing, which I think is actually quite brilliant. I I think the whole mobile park thing is is quite brilliant. To be honest with you, I, I have a, a friend of mine who became a billionaire with mobile home parks, and his philosophy was really simple: you just buy a mobile home park, you buy a piece of land or a mobile home park six miles out of town, and you wait for the town to catch up to you, and then all of a sudden you sell it to a developer. A land developer who buys it for a few, quite a few million dollars, and either puts houses on it or a shopping center on it. That's always a good exit strategy if you own a bunch of land. Yeah, absolutely. And and apartment, and I'm sorry, uh, mobile home parks are a great way to own land and make money on it. Because we we had this yeah. conversation last week <clears throat> about owning land and why owning land is not such a great idea because you immediately have expenses, you immediately have, uh, you immediately taxes. have taxes, you immediately right. You have you have you you have grass cutting. You have all the things that you don't want to do, and and it doesn't make any money. But if you buy a mobile home park, you're making money right away. Here's a cool thing about a mobile home park too: you could have the tenants own their own homes, right? Even if you provided the home for them and you gave it to them and you said you're gonna have to pay me five hundred dollars a month lot rent and five hundred dollars a month rent for the house, right? And once you pay me X amount of dollars, you can now own this house. So you do like a seller financing deal with them. And if a builder wanted to come in and develop the, the land where you owned your mobile home park, you could simply ask the tenants, your lease is up next month, please take your mobile home to another park, the people roll out of Dodge with the with their homes, and you provide the builder with a perfectly vacant piece of land. And it, it, the eviction is different in a mobile home. Is that correct? It depends. In Florida, it's only a three-day notice, which is amazing. 
really? I did not know that. That's yeah, pretty, it's a three-day notice. Yeah, I, 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 now, I don't <laughs> expect anyone right. to like roll out in three days. Like right. Most of the time, the first thing you'll hear is, three days? How the heck am I going to find a house in three days, right? Uh, so it usually takes these people, you know, three weeks, a month, a couple of months to yeah, find sure. another mobile home park that they can move their house to. Furthermore, there's always a question of whether or not the mobile home can be moved. Right, because mobile homes aren't necessarily mobile. Uh, most of them are not, right. especially ones that were built like in 1970. They're sure. still sitting in the same place they were dropped in 1971. Right, yeah. and you're yeah. not going to move it right now. And if you tried to, it might fall apart on the middle of the highway, and that's not good. No. Hey, we got Jerry on the line. What's going on, Jerry from South Jersey? What's going on, man? Okay, Sultan, Larry, and yeah. Godfather, Godfather <laughs> Phil. I have a quick, I have a quick question for you. Stop laughing, right. Phil. I, I got was a laughing. question, Larry. Yeah, sure. <laughs> when. When a realtor has their own personal property listed in their house, in their business, why does it sell much quicker than if I listed with them? They dropped the ball. Why is that, Larry? Come on. Well, I, I, I personally don't even agree with that statement. I actually think that the worst, the well, worst real estate agent that you could hire as a real estate agent is yourself. I've had more trouble selling and renting my own stuff as a real estate agent because I honestly put it on the back burner because everything else is more important to me at the moment, and I and I don't have time to sell it. So that so I, I just totally disagree well, with you. <laughs> but why? What what experience did you have? What happened that you're saying that? All right, I've been calling. The name is Gary from South Jersey. You remember my name? I've been calling you. I have. Oh, Gary, not property. Jerry. Gary, not Jerry. No, it's all right. Okay. Okay, Sultan. Okay, Sultan. Now we got the name straight. I uh, thought you said your property. name was Harry. <laughs> uh, okay, Gary. What? Hey, Phil. So, come on, Phil. Be serious. I, uh, I like this, this guy. He's like you can tell he's a fan, man. He like knows everything about us. Do you know? Do you know what color hair? What color hair uh, Phil has? Come on. Hey. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. What color? Sultan, listen. Listen to me, Sultan. I'm listening. I'm trying I listen to listen to, to you, but you're not saying I, anything. I, I, wait, come on, you make me nervous. I listen come on, to Gary, go ahead. Talk to us, man. I listed the property last year with the COVID. I understand people were nervous. They didn't want to extend their self. I can respect that. Well, now we're in 2021. The banks have money to lend. Right. These 12 tire kickers come over. Waste my time, bust my chops. They can't finance a fifty thousand dollar property. Now, why in God's name can't the broker screen them on a commercial property as a residential? They said we can't. We're not allowed to ask them to get pre-qualified. Well, that busts me. That really ruins me. It, it wastes my time. Hey, Gary. Gary. Gary, we're on the air, man. We're talking to, to thousands and thousands of people, and, you talk, and you're talk whining about one little particular thing. Why don't you give me a call during the week, and we can see if we can help you with this? Because this, this is a pretty complex question and pretty complex answers as well. I got a better idea. Why don't you get your butt to investor school yeah, why are, Thursday why night? Why aren't you here on Thursday? 7 o'clock, Thursday night. Get your butt here. You're a big fan, man. We, we, we need to see you here. 
if I could break away from my summer seasonal ice cream walk-up stand, I would. But I can't bring us some ice cream. Help. Bring us some ice cream. What do we got to do? Send somebody to pick you up? No, 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 no. Listen, Tutti Frutti. I'll bring you Tutti Frutti. How's that? Who's who's Tutti Frutti? Hey, Phil. Sultan, don't say that. I, I don't like tutti frutti's. I like uh, I like the uh, the chip witch sandwiches. I, I like plain vanilla. Okay, fine. All right, End Gary, come come to the school, man. Up. Gary, we'll see you Thursday yeah, night. Yeah, come to if school. You or, if you or, don't come yeah. to the school, we're gonna send somebody down there after. Yeah, you. or or come or call me during the week and we'll talk because it's not you're very com- very complex stuff. But we, we appreciate you being a fan, man. All right, what's next, Phil? All right. So in commercial real estate, just to finish up on it, what's hot right now? I'd say anything that's affordable housing. Anything that's affordable housing. Well, so, but but ice, obviously ice cream places aren't hot right now because he can't sell his. Is he trying to sell his ice he's cream He's trying to sell stand? his ice cream place, yeah. He's got an ice oh. cream store with got some other buildings. Well, he's, I've spoken to him a couple Gary, times. Gary, next time you should call Larry because Larry loves ice cream. <laughs> right? I do. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what I do too, but I've got more willpower than. Yeah, and, and by the way, you there's no possible way you're going to win that contest next week. I saw the picture of Stone on on uh, on Facebook. Phil, Phil, if you can't even come close, how could What's, you? Well, I don't want to hear that kind of talk. Yeah, so yeah, just so you know, Phil's going. Phil's going to to uh, Florida next week or the week after, whatever it is, and they're doing a contest. So who got the best body? And his son. Has a picture on Facebook. His son looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and <laughs> Phil looks like I don't know. Looks like uh, Danny DeVito. Well, we're, well, then we're twins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so does politics affect the stock market? <laughs> yeah, does politics affect? Would the you stock like market? to tell us a little bit about <sighs> that, Mister uh, Larry? Yeah, so it's the oddest thing. Yes, yeah. well, obviously politics does affect the stock market. The weird part is sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the stock market is just completely removed from politics. It was uh, January and February, and maybe part of March, uh, April, there was a little bit of signs, but I see it happening now. I see the signs now of politics. I actually see I actually see the Biden effect kicking in. Now, I wish I would have saw it about four weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I, I agree. It happened. It happens very quickly. One, one of the things about the stock, one of the things about the, the difference between the stock market and real estate, real estate, when we go from a buyer's market to a seller's market, it goes kind of slow, so you can you can actually watch it happen, and it goes kind of slow. The problem with the stock market is when it goes from a buyer's market to a seller's market, or you know, or a, a bear market to a bull market, it goes so fast sometimes that you miss it, or that you get caught in it. And we got caught in it. We got caught in it pretty bad. So right now we have a transitioning group going on, and that's what I said before. But as far as politics go, yeah, you got you got we got some politics problems going on well, you know you know cl- clearly we have a different <laughs> a, a different administration I, I mean clearly it's different and it's going to affect many things I mean, different got, is a very nice way of referring to it yeah well I, i'm trying not to it, it, it just for the explanation i don't want to be political i, I don't want to be not political i don't want to be i don't know matter of fact but Unfortunately, it's the reality. The reality is we're going to have a problem, and we're going to have a problem soon, and it's going to affect us soon. Also, I have to tell you, though, the stock market has been on fire for so long, 12 years, 
or yeah, maybe 10 years, 11 years, it's way due for a correction, way due for a correction. So it's coming, and it's going to come really fast. You know, I said it last week. I said that the, the NASDAQ and the Dow were moving, like, super fast up and down. And the S&P was moving really slow. And I said last week, I said that the S&P was going to be a put play. And sure, sure enough, the SPY, which is the S&P ETF, was a put play. And it was a momentary put play, but I believe it's a put play again. In fact, I loaded up on it on Friday because I believe it's a put play again. I think we're going to still have a 200-point down S&P day one day. And I say in the next 45 days, it's going to happen uh, probably sooner than that. Maybe maybe this week, maybe next week, but it's going to happen. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a great time to make money on a spy put and we're moving towards puts because i really believe that the market is done it's it's finished and it's okay it's not that the world's coming to an end and it's not that the economy's coming to an end it's just that we're going to have some foreclosures we're going to have some some people who've lost money in the stock market the 401k is going to turn into 201ks again it's 2008 is coming what we experienced in 2008 is coming again because we're in 2006 right now we have all that money flowing in and we have people paying ridiculous amounts for houses. It's just going to be a problem. Well, let's uh, let let me ask you two questions at once now. Sure. Okay. So the next question is: We just talked about does politics affect the stock market? And the second question is: Does politics affect the real estate market? And the third question is: Is the effect worse? on one more than the other the effect is going to be worse on the stock market than it will be on the real estate yeah, market. I totally there's absolutely agree. no doubt yes there's no there's no, no no doubt the effect on the real estate market is going to happen and i think you hit it before you, you know the, the people the people are going to stop with the, the the moratorium on evictions is ridiculous by the way how does the cdc have the right to walk in and say yeah we're going to change contract law overnight because because of coronavirus like I, i'm okay with understanding the concept behind it uh, whether i agree or disagree it doesn't matter i understand the concept behind it but you can't just walk in and say we're changing contract law the law the contract that you signed is no longer valid we're now dictating it that's that's beyond any reason at all. However, what they did was then they said, well, the government said, well, we're going to step in and we're going to give landlords loans. We're going to give them MIDA loans. Most landlords didn't know how to do it. We, we taught how to do it. Uh, and actually, it was one of the greatest things we did was we taught people how to get their IDA loans, get these low-interest low, low loans from the government to help them recover from their tenants not paying. It was fantastic. Then you've got people who, who are – they have the – the, the deferment on their payments, that's insane. And we talked about that last week as well. The deferment on the payment is going to hurt the economy drastically. In about six months from now, you're going to have people starting to make their payments again, and they're not going to know how to do it. And that's why it's going to take about a year to two years before it all kicks in and the foreclosures are going to start happening again. Yeah, it's I sad. don't really never understood the logic behind that. Why would you want to offer people to not make their payments knowing right well that you're going to be causing more foreclosures. Okay, so here's why. The, the, here's, here's why I believe they did it. And I believe they did it because in 2008, it, was, it happened so fast that there was disasters. You know, they, they want, they, the banks were all being blamed for the problem. So this time, they want to say, look what we did. Look at this nice thing we did. It can't be our fault this time. And, that, and that's why they did it this time. They did it so it wasn't their fault. And it was around right around 2009 or 2010. I can't 
can't remember when it was, when I remembered the banks said they were going to slow down foreclosures. And the reason they slowed down foreclosures was a combination of two things. One, they didn't have the manpower to do the foreclosures. And two, is it going to look good if they say on the news, we're going to slow down foreclosures and let's see if we can help people live in their houses a little bit longer. Because they had no choice and better off leaving the people in there than they were vacating the house and having the house get wrecked. So the banks are playing these games and the games are simply about how to make them look better. And this is what they did in this case too. They made themselves look better. And it, it, it's going to work because that's, that's obviously the average person in America is easily fooled. And that's why they're all wearing masks, by the way. Look at that look I just got from Phil. It was I interesting. Don't, don't have a look. It wasn't a look? Okay. No. It, it wasn't a look? No? So clearly you think that the stock market will be much worsely affected by the uh, the effects of the Biden administration. Oh, there's no doubt. Than, than real estate will. There's no doubt. But I'm going to just to just to say it. Uh, if Trump was still president, we would still have a problem. It wouldn't. It, it, it partly caused by by Biden moving in is going to make the problem worse. Yeah, well, well, really, the real estate market will probably have a more of a negative effect coming from the local governments like Philadelphia. Well, the Philadelphia, it's, it's how dumb can the government be? They, they want to have their houses all wrecked in Philadelphia. They're basically saying, hey, if you're an investor, please don't invest here. Please don't bring your money here. Please go somewhere else with your money. We prefer the wrecked, burnt out houses that are on the streets the way they are because we don't want re what is it? Uh, gentrification. We don't want gentrification because gentrification is racist. Well, if it wasn't for gentrification, we'd all be living in a cave. Hey, I got an idea. Before we go to the next question, why don't we go to a commercial break? Oh, I'm getting too hot. Is that it? No, we just haven't had a commercial break at all. All right, bring us out. Hi, I'm Phil Falcone from Investorschooling.com. I'm inviting you to a complimentary class in Langhorn this Thursday night at 7 p.m. I will teach you how to buy ugly houses and make them beautiful. As a bonus, we will also teach you stock option investing. So get your butt to this meeting, 7 p.m. this Thursday night, Langhorn, 215-876-3002, Investorschooling.com. Hey, everybody, it's Larry Sinus from Investorschooling.com. You heard my partner, Phil Falcone, tell you why you should be there this Thursday night to learn about real estate investing and learn about stock options trading. We're telling you right now, you will make more money than you've ever made in your entire life if you learn these two skills. Be there this Thursday night at 7 o'clock in our Langhorn headquarters. Go to Investorschooling.com. Pull over right now. Take out your phone and go to Investorschooling.com. RSVP right now. Investorschooling.com. See you Thursday. Hi, I'm Phil Falcone from Executech Suites. We're an executive suite center in Huntington Valley on Buck Road, 67 Buck Road, Huntington Valley. I'm sure you've driven past it. We're right in between Street Road and County Line Road. We have 47 offices in the prestigious address of Huntington Valley. I have offices starting at $5.95 a month. You're probably wondering, Phil, what do I get for $5.95 a month? Let me tell you. You get an office big enough for one person. You get the furniture in that office. You get the telephone on the desk. You get the telephone numbers. You get the fax numbers. You get two full-time receptionists to answer the phone in the name of your company and patch the calls to you. So if your company's ABC Painting Company, hey, ABC Painting Company, how can I help you? Would you like to talk to Bob? Let me get him on the phone. You could be home sleeping on your couch and I'll patch the calls right to you. What else do we give you? We give you the conference rooms. We give you the kitchen. 
kitchen. We give you the mailboxes, the printer, the copier, the scanner, UPS service, you name it. All of the utilities, cleaning service, and best of all, we give you free coffee. Get yourself to Executech Suites. Phone number is 215-942-7701. 215-942-7701. ExecutechSuites.com. Hey, it's Larry Sinus from InvestorSchooling.com. Hey, listen, one of the things we teach in Investor Schooling is stock options. Did you know that you can make 50, 100, 150% returns every year trading stock options? Yes, I know there's risk, but I'm going to tell you right now that some of the things we teach will help you mitigate that risk. Could you imagine when you look at your return and it shows 100% returns, you will be really happy. Come to a class this Thursday night at 7 o'clock. You can RSVP at InvestorSchooling.com. Our headquarters are in Langhorn, and you will learn stock options trading, of course. You will also learn real estate investing. Come to InvestorSchooling.com. We will see you there Thursday night. I'm digging this music. So, that, so uh, by the way, we, everybody out there, we have to say a little Phil Almquest. He is our producer. So if you call in right now at 855-939-1137, you could say hello to Phil. That, that's the other Phil, the Phil answering the phones. And he will put you right through to us. So call 855-939-1137 and have Phil put you through to Phil and Larry. Wow, that's kind of hard to say, isn't it? We need, we need to have Phil with another name. We can't have Phil and Phil. It's let's call them palm trees. All right, let's call them palm trees. I like it. That's much better. I agree. So can you really buy houses with no money? Can, not only can you buy houses with no money, but you can buy houses and get money back. Tell I us get, about that. I get money back when I buy houses all the time. It's kind of fun, actually. Uh, there are times, like, I'll give you a great example. The house I recently, re- recent purchase, I went to closing. I bought the house for 60000 I needed 35000 to put into it. And the ARV or the after repair value or the after repair costs would have been worth about 140, 150. I borrowed a hundred thousand dollars, so I got about I got well I got the thir- I got the forty thousand right around thirty five thousand back from the closing. Then I went right on and I easily fixed the property, and now I make about I think I now when I actually make about seven hundred dollars a month. So not only did I buy it with no money, I got a couple of grand back. I paid for the entire renovation. And I make about $700 a month now on that property. I basically created money out of thin air. I love doing that. So it's just so much fun. And then there are people who don't believe that we do it. We do it all the time. Phil, it's like a contest. Not like a contest, but I feel like a failure when I go to a closing and I have to put money out. (laughs) Well, it is a wonderful, wonderful skill to have. And it doesn't take a genius to learn how to do it. In it, fact, it if not. you are listening to this show and you'd like to learn how to buy houses with none of your own money, all I got to say is get your butt to Investor Schooling this Thursday night at 7 o'clock. If you go to InvestorSchooling.com, you can get the address and come here Thursday night at 7 o'clock. And I promise you there are people a lot dumber than you making a lot more money than you with these skills. So come here. Be, become dumber and learn how to learn these skills and make more money. Was that? <laughs> do you think that was the right thing to say? I think become it was dumber? fine. Okay, I just want to make sure. Why don't we uh, want to get into uh, calling the stock option sultan? See if we can get it's, him into the studio. You think, you think it's that? You think it's that soon? I think you know there isn't much to talk about. I think the stock option sultan is kind of. I think he's in the bathroom actually. Okay. We have to. We have to wait. Well, for we him. could just talk about something else then. How well, about this question that was emailed in? 
Who really is this stock option sultan guy? Who is the stock option sultan? So the stock option sultan, obviously, is a very crazy person. <laughs> and he's he actually, boy, he comes in now and then and he, I don't know, I can't explain it, but he talks to the stock market. He basically, you know, he's like the stock market, what's that, the whisperer, the stock market whisperer? I don't know, I think the guy's pretty pretty weird i tell you that. yeah and he's 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 also very insulting to the audience <laughs> and it's very fun to watch him to watch him insult people in he the audience he wears this gigantic hat with like pearls and stuff yeah all over right it. exactly really... right i mean if you've ever seen johnny carson in the old days wearing the hat the what was it uh karnak yeah right so that's it, karnak's hat is much better than the stock option sultan hat I, I really would love to see a karnak hat but but that's what the stock option sultan is like. The stock option sultan is like Karnak. You will find it very fascinating when you watch the stock option sultan, and he has fun. He takes he takes pictures with the with the audience, and it's it's really a good time. When you come see it, you'll have you'll have a really good time. I promise you. Right? Would you agree? Yeah, you'll have a good time at the meeting, but not if you go to dinner with Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we, do we have time to talk about that dinner or no? <laughs> uh, well, that was the first time that a student, Ari, won a dinner with us, and we spent a significant portion of the dinner insulting him. Well, no, I spent a picture. We didn't insult him. We still insulted the other guy. The guy, the guy who sat down at our table. This guy comes up to us. He he knows Phil. He, he says hi to Phil, right? Just says hi to Phil. Hi Phil. Hi hi hi. What was his name? Randy. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Hi Randy. Hi Phil. And the next thing I know, the guy just sits down, orders a drink, orders food, and never says, "Hey, do you, you know? Do you mind if I sit at your table?" N none of that. Just sits down, does his thing, whatever. Eats with us. Joins us, starts saying things that that are you know that are completely untrue about the real estate market, and I and I called him out on it, and he got really mad that I called him out on it. What did he say that you he, called him out on? He said, "Oh, you shouldn't buy real estate now. Now is a terrible time to buy real estate." I mean, yeah. So I'm trying to help him, right? So at the same time, then at the end, you know, he uh, the check comes, and he he and 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 you know, luckily he thought that the, he at least thought that there was going to be a separate check for him, but there clearly wasn't because they put it on the same check. And he opened the check realizing that it wasn't a separate check. And I said, oh, that's ours. And Phil and I offered actually offered to buy him dinner. We said, that's ah, fine. You know, we'll, we'll buy you dinner, even though you, you know, crashed our table and didn't ask for permission to sit down. And, you know, we're completely rude. It's okay. We have no problem. We'll still buy you dinner. And then he says, then he says, no, 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 no. I'll pay for it. And he hands me, we put it on our credit card. We put it on the corporate credit card. And he hands me $60 for a tip. I'm mean, sorry, he hands me $60 for his thing, and I just put it down on the table as a tip. And he got mad that I tipped the waitress too much money. Is that crazy? Did you give the waitress the $60? I gave tip? the waitress the whole $60 that he gave me, absolutely. Okay, well, whatever. So uh, I thought that you were you were picking on Ari a lot. Though. I, I wasn't picking on him. I was letting him know that that he just if he doesn't appreciate the way I coach, then you know then maybe he should have more coaching with well, me. Well, I just because... thought it was funny that he won a dinner with Larry and Phil, and and you spent the time picking on him. Well, I was trying to help him, but that's not yeah. Easy. I know. It's not easy for me to do. It's maybe it's easier for you to do. Yeah, sometimes you have a, a, a student who just doesn't want to. They don't want to change their ways. They just think they're smarter than everybody else. And it's unfortunate. I hate when that happens. I like it better when they learn, you know. And believe me, I can learn from students. I've done that too. But at the same time, when 
they have zero experience of something they're talking about and we have experience, let's let us help you with that. And it's 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 sometimes just difficult. But then look, that's what we do. We 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 roll through it and we try to make it we try to make it a good experience for every student. In fact, I dare you to go to Google right now and take a look at our Google reviews. There is one bad Google review out of 140. It's actually not that bad, but it's bad. I want you to look for it because it's it's actually hysterical when you read it. So real quick, if you have any questions, 855-939-1137. And I think, is the stock option Sultan ready? I'm I don't not think even he sure. is. I think he's going to come out in a minute. So I was going to, he's still in the bathroom, but uh, I was going to tell the people a little bit about what shows and radio shows we're on. Oh, I think you should do that. Sure. Okay. So we're on uh, 92.1 WVLT-FM, Sundays at 4 o'clock, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. in Vineland, New Jersey, South Jersey. We're also on 860 WWDB. This is the great Sam Spicer's radio station. WWDB, Mondays at 2 o'clock, Saturdays at 2 o'clock in Philadelphia. We're also on 1450 WCTC-AM, Saturday at 9 a.m. in North Jersey and Central Jersey. We're also on 1250 WMTRAM Saturday morning at 11 a.m. in North Jersey and Central Jersey. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor on this show, meaning you want to advertise to real estate investors and to real estate agents, it's a great idea because that's who listens to our show. Real, we are the number one real estate talk show in Philadelphia at Sunday at 3 o'clock. I think this stock option Sultan just came out of the bathroom. Okay. I heard a lot of flushing, so I wasn't sure. I don't know. I'm going to have to say that he must. Oh, there he is. Here he is. Okay, wait. Hold hey, on. Hey, there he is. Stock option Sultan. Stock option Sultan. You know, I think on Facebook, the people on Facebook are going to know who the stock option Sultan really is because, unfortunately, you know, we didn't change outfits. Well, you you better start doing that. I, I know. I, I'm Otherwise, gonna, I'm gonna, you're going to be... I, I, think, uh, I, think, I, think, I think we have to do that from now on. All right, here we go. So, I'm going to tell you, I got a feeling tomorrow's going to be a really bad day. And here's my indicator. My bad day indicator is I'm watching cryptocurrency tank. Bitcoin just hit 45,000. Ethereum just hit 3,400. That's not good. That is usually, sometimes it's a tell, and I believe it's a tell for the stock market tomorrow. Uh, be honest with you, I'm really hoping for a major crash tomorrow because I've got a bunch of S&P puts, and I'm going to, and I'm going to, be really happy to see that happen, but at the same time, uh, you, you know, I'm not happy when the stock market goes down, unless, unless you know. Well, if Bitcoin's at forty-five thousand. That's starting to get attractive. Yeah, and actually, Ethereum. I like Ethereum at twenty-five hundred. If it goes to twenty-five hundred, I think you should buy a whole bunch of it. You know, I have it. I'm sitting there with it right now. I've got three coins or three and a half coins, just for fun, just because I wanted to learn how to do it. Because because we have so many students asking about it, but it's a tell to me. It's a tell. You know, unfortunately, we we're too early to look at the futures right now. But I think it's I think the market's going to be bad tomorrow. I really do, just based on that information alone. So we'll wait and see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes down. I mean, you, you saw that uh, Friday was an incredible day. Zoom took off, of course, and you know. 
<laughs> unfortunately, I got scared out of it earlier. I, I, I'm telling you, every once in a while, it, it gets a little rough. Even the rules that we have, it gets a little rough to follow. Facebook is a put play. I believe it's a put play again. And at uh, is it, at uh, 320, it'll be a put play. But I even think it's a put play now. So if it stays at 317, I think it'll be a put play. Play it down to about 302, and you'll be fine. You'll make some money. I actually think it's a call at 285-ish. You know, that kind of range is 285. And if you're a day trader, we don't teach day trading, but if you're a day trader, 297 to 305 is a perfect day trade for for Facebook. If it ha if it hits that day, if it hits 295, you'll hold it for a day or two and you'll make some money on it. Apple also. Apple is kind of uh, unattractive on either side to me at the moment. 135, I believe it's a put play. And also one, I'd like to see, like I said before, I'd like to see it in the one teens to be a play for, to, to be a nice stock option play. If it hits the one teens, I think it's going to bounce back. I also, by the way, I think I've told you this before, I still think Facebook's going to hit 350 by the end of the year, but I also think it's going to hit the 280s. I say 280, but I want to say 280s uh, before it hits 350 by the end of the year. And again, 280s is an all in play. It's going to be a great play. Uh, what else? What, what's something? Zoom is it? Uh, Zoom is uh, Zoom is making me crazy. Really is making me crazy. It is one of the most volatile stocks you can ever play. When when Zoom goes down ten points for a day, jump on it. I I, I mean I, I did this three times this week. I missed one, but I did it three times this week, and it was just a crazy play. And I, and I was buying it in the rules, and I was selling it real quick. I mean I made a few a few quick bucks on it th three or four times, which is fantastic. But at the same time, you know we're still trying to make up for some some bad losses uh, recently. Uh, I would stay away from Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat, we had talked about that earlier. Unfortunately, it was a Reddit-manipulated stock, and I missed it. Matter of fact, this week, Phil, you know, we're going over the rules again. We, you know, we, we did part two to the rules. By the way, if you, if is there a time for you to come? Now is the time for you to come this Thursday. Go to investorschooling.com, and we're going over the rules in which we trade stocks with. I'm also going to go over. Um, if there's time, and I believe there will be, I'm going to make a new set of rules. It's a separate set of rules on what to look for when you're picking a stock. So this is really an important thing. So it's going to kind of be like a checklist of what you should look for when you're picking a stock that you're going to invest in or a stock option that you're going to invest in. The rules are very similar. So I think it'll be a great thing for you to learn. This, this, and, and if you've never been here before, you come for free. So it's investorschooling.com. You go there, RSVP and investorschooling.com, and you'll be able to come for free. Uh, if you're a student listening, you definitely want to be there on, on Thursday as well for the same reason. All right, what else we got going on here, Phil? Boy, wait, Ethereum just hit 3,400? Wow. Like, while we're sitting here, it hit 3,400. So it's going down fast. Of course, it's because uh, I added to some of my position this morning. That's why. What else we got, Phil? What's something you want to hear about? Well, if you come out on Thursday night to investorschooling.com, you'll get the address off the website, and you can save a seat for yourself. That is a free class. And if you behave yourself at that free class, you will be invited to possibly a second class. And that class is complimentary, right? That, that one's a complimentary class. Right. Yes, it's complimentary to the free class that you already received. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we want you to come out and see what we do here. So we, we do not do a sales presentation for you. You are being invited to an actual class that we are having for our students who paid to be there. And after you get to see one of our classes where we teach about stock options and real estate investing, then we're going to come back and we're going to have a mastermind meeting. And you'll be able to see 
the way that we communicate with our student base, which is uh, far more students than can fit in our building. And a number of people will be on Zoom, a number of people will be there in person, and you can attend our free and complimentary class and see what it is that we do here. And then if you decide that you'd like to be a member of Investor Schooling, you just let us know and we'll talk to you about it. Exactly. We, the cool part about us is it really is you're auditing a real class. You are not. And matter of fact, we, we have this rule. If somebody comes to us, if they've never been here, if they come to us the first time on a Thursday and say, hey, I, I just want, here's my credit card. Sorry, you can't join. You're not even allowed to join. Yeah. Because you need to, you, we want to make sure that you fully understand everything we are and what the commitment is. Because, you know, we, we don't want to just take your money. We want you to learn things. We want you to not only make your money back, but 10 times it if possible, what you paid for the school. And, and there are some people who have done that. So we want, we want you to have that opportunity. All right, Phil, what do you think? I think it's time to take us out. I think we have enough time to say we out of here. <laughs> <laughs>